Hey friends, what up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Hey, Daf Five of Masechta Sukkah. Um, today's Daf, the sort of main goal I'd say of today's Daf is to uh, determine how we know that the minimum size of a Sukkah is ten tefachim. Um, the first option of which is based on the Aron, and then we get into a discussion of how we know that the um, Kapores. The cover of the Arun was, in fact, one tefach tall. So that is what we have on today's daf. So we're going to start on daf Dalaram Abayz, about, what's it, six lines from the bottom or so, two, four, six. Mishena Gavoa Asar So, of course, the Mishnah had said that if the uh, sukkah is less than ten tefachim tall, so it's too small, it's too short. Minalan, how do we know the Maise? That a sukkah needs to be a minimum of ten tefachim tall. Itmar. It was stated by Amoraim, Rab, Reb Chanina, Reb Yochanan, Reb Chaviva. Okay, this group of Amoraim. Now, Masna, they taught. Now, the Chule say the Moed, Koki Azuga, Chalufe, Reb Yochanan, Maile, Reb Yonason. Apparently, whenever you have this group of Rab, Reb Chanina, Reb Yochanan, and Reb Chaviva, there are those apparently that swap Reb Yochanan for Reb Yonason. So, Chevre, um, it's a free country. You could do what you want. Arun Tishav Chaporis Tefach Harikan Asar. Okay. Well, the Arun, which we know all about from Masechta Yoma, was nine Tefachim tall. Okay. The Chaporis Tefach and the lid, the covering of the Arun, the Kaporis, was one Tefach tall. Harikan Asar, which means that the Arun had a height of 10 tefachim. Uchsib, and the Pasuk says, and The Pasuk says that the Abishter says that he will sort of meet with Moshe Darin on, on top of the Kaporis. I'll speak to you from on top of the Kaporis, on top of the Arun, essentially. On top of the lid, the covering of the Arun. So the top of the covering of the Aaron was ten tefachim from the ground. Vitanian, we learn in the Bryce of Yosi Omer says of Yosi meolim liyod the shechina lamata that the and there's a ghost with Yudim adds measar, okay, that the divine presence never went down lower than ten tefachim, right? So it went within ten tefachim of the ground. So we see that the Eibushter spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu. On above the top of the kaporis, so ten tefachim above the ground, and it says that that um, the Abishur never went within ten tefachim of the ground. He never went lower down than the top of the arm. So, as Rashi says, that that indicates that a rishus is ten tefachim tall. Like we know also, you know, from like uh, from 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 Otsa and Shabbos, that ten above ten tefachim is a makom p'tur. Right, that kilo rishus is is ten tefachim. So, v'lo alu Moshe v'eliyahu lamarim, and the inverse is true as well. Just like the Abishter doesn't come down to the ground to the earth, doesn't come within ten tefachim of the ground. So also, people don't go up to the heavens. Right, Moshe Rabbeinu Eliyahu Anavi, they didn't actually technically go up to the heavens. Shenemar, as the pasuk says, Hashemayim Shemayim Lashem Baris Nasan Vnei There are borders over here. Right, there's uh, everyone's got their place. The Abishter, Hashemayim Shemayim Lashem. The heavens are for the Abishter. Varis Nasan of Neodim. And the land is given to the people. So, 
the people stay on the earth, the Abishter is in the heavens, and they don't completely swap. Kilu, you're not going to have people going all the way up to the heavens, you're not going to have the Abishter come within 10 Tvachim of the ground. One second, Frek the Gemara. Is that really true that the Divine Presence never came down to the earth, never came within 10 Tvachim of the ground? The Pazuk says, that the Ebishter went down on our Sinai. It sounds like Imamish came down to our Sinai within 10 Tvachim, Imamish. They say, no, even that was above 10 Tvachim from our Sinai. Oh, but the Pazuk says that at the time of uh, Mashiach, so the Abishter is going to stand on Har Azasim, on the Mount of Olives. That also is going to be above 10 Tvachim from the Mount of Olives. Okay, but now Moshe and Elawanavi, they didn't go up to the heavens. The puzzle says, that Moshe Rabbeinu went up to God. That was also, he didn't go all the way up to God. It was within, it was lower than 10 Tvachim below God. But the Pasuk says that Eliyahu went up in like a storm to the heavens. The Matem That also was above 10 Tvachim from the heavens. Didn't reach within 10 Tvachim of the heavens. But the Pasuk says, That Moshe Rabbeinu was holding... I think it's Moshe Rabbeinu. I ah, can't remember. That he was holding on to the... Onto the um, a throne of God, Parshas Alavananu, and Parshas is Vamur Tanchum Namachapir Shaka Mizib Shinoso, Vanano Alab. That the Abishter Parshas, that he, that he, that he, um, Shepereish, that he separated Miziv from the splendor of his divine presence, Vanano Alab, and his cloud was like, I think I'm Moshe Benu. The Matim Esar, we still say that that was below 10 Tvachim. Okay, but it says that he was mamish holding on to the throne of God. That must have been in heaven. No, the Abishter like lowered down the kisei akavu to within to you know ten tefachim away from the heavens, and then he held on to it from there. All right, gets a little bit abstract, Darton. The point, of course, being that the Abishter does not come within ten tefachim of the ground of the earth. And people don't go within ten tefachim of the heavens. So now, we see from there that a rishus is considered ten tefachim, and therefore a sukkah which needs walls has to be um, at least ten tefachim tall. Sounds good to me, right? Bishlama So now the Gemara questions our premise shtickle, which is that. We just assumed that the Aron and the Kapores are ten Tvachim tall, and the Abishad spoke to Moshe Ben on top of the Kapores, so he never comes within ten Tvachim, so ten Tvachim is, is, is a Rishos, and that's a minimum height of a Sukkah. Fine. But how do we really know, Lemaise, that, in, that the Aron was ten Tvachim tall? We said because the Aron is nine, and the Kapores is another Tefach. How do we know all this? So Bishlama Aron Tisha, so okay, I understand why the Aron is nine Tvachim tall. The Chsiv is the Pasuk says, Vasu Aron Atzishitim, that you'll make the Aron out of uh, Shitim wood. Amasayim Vachetzi Orko, two and a half Amis long, Vama Vachetzi Rochbo, and one and a half Amis wide. Vama Vachetzi Komoso, and one and a half Amis tall. So now an Amma, of course, is six Tvachim. 
one and a half Amas is therefore nine Tfachim. So I understand that the Aryan was nine Tfachim tall. How do I know that the lid, that the Kapores, was a Tefach tall? How do we know that? The Tani, that it was taught, Rebchia, the Tani Rebchanina, the Rebchanina taught, that all of the vessels that Moshe Rabbeinu made, for all of them, the Torah said how long it is, how wide it is, how tall it is, the three dimensions. Kapores, however, when it comes to the Kapores, the Torah told us how long and how wide it should be, two and a half amas long, one and a half amas wide, to be able to cover the Arun. However, the Torah did not tell us how tall the Kapores is. And therefore, we have to figure out how tall the Kapores is. Okay. So if we have to figure out the height of the Kapores, well, let's find the lowest common denominator. Let's find the vessel that has the lowest height and we'll assume that that is the height of the Kapores. As the Apostle says, So the Gemara wants to say that when it comes to the Shulchan, when it comes to the Shulchan, the table that they would put the breads on. So there was a frame. There was a frame on the shulchan. And we'll get, a little bit later, we'll get into details about where exactly was this frame. But there was a frame on the shulchan. And the frame was a tefah. And since the frame of the shulchan was a tefah, so let's say that we'll use that height as well for the kapores and say that the, that the height of the kapores is a tefah. So the arun is nine tefah tall. The kapores, we figure out to be one tefach tall, a total of ten tefachim. And ultimately that's what we're going to say is the height of the sukkah as well. How come we have to learn it out from the frame of the shulchan? Why not learn it out from the kalim themselves and use the height of the kalim? I don't know, the, uh, the, I don't know, the arun was one and a half amas tall, I guess, or the Shulchan, what was the height of the Shulchan? Was it like two Amas tall or one Amas tall, something like that? I can't remember. But how come we're using like the smallest part of like the Shulchan, with, you know, this miskaret, this, this frame? Why not use the Kalim themselves, which were larger? Tafasta Mubala, Tafasta, Tafasta Mua, Tafasta answers the Gemara. Well, we have a principle. Tafasta Mubala, Tafasta. If you try to, you know, take too much, you end up with you know, nothing or less. Whereas tafasta mua tafasta, if you take something smaller, then 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 it works out better. And R- Rashi explains it in an interesting way. Actually, he says, you know, if you have an option, you have you have two choices, right? One is to take the smaller amount. One is to take the larger amount. Well, if you take the larger amount, well, what happens if it turns out that you're supposed to take the smaller amount? So then then low tafasta, you end up you have to take away from what you had. You end up losing something, right? Whereas if you take the smaller amount and it turns out you're supposed to get the larger amount, so then you, you, you then you add on to what you have. You don't lose anything. You actually add on. And if it turns out that you were supposed to take the smaller amount, so okay, so you have you, so you're left with what you had in the first place. But you don't. You're never gonna have to take away anything. Whereas if you take the larger amount, if it doesn't work out, you're gonna lose something. So tafasta maruba lo tafasta. That if you you know if you if you if you take too much and it turns out that you made a mistake, then you're gonna have to give back, which is shtikol shver. Which is, but um, if you take the lower amount, 
And then it turns out that you're allowed to take more, so you can always add more, which is gewaldic. And if not, so then at least you're stuck with what you, you know, you're, you're left with what you have, but you're not going to end up losing anything. So tafasta meruba, lo tafasta. That, you know, as a, as a principle, as a mahalich. So, you know, if, if you try to take too much, you might end up losing. Whereas tafasta mua tafasta, if, if you, if you take the smaller amount, then, you know, at least, you know, at the very least, you're, you're at least going to have what, what you took. And therefore, if we have an option to learn out from the kalim, which are larger, or from the, uh, frame, which is just the tefach, let's learn out from that because we know that that's sort of a safer bet. Venelif mitzitz, gemara. Okay, so if we're looking for small items, why don't we learn out from the tzitz, from the gold plate that, uh, ran across the forehead of the coin gadol? Titanes, we learned it, said, tzitz dome kimintas shozov, that the tzitz was a gold plate, uh, bows, and it's, Width was two finger breadths. Umukov meozen laozen and went from one ear to the other. Vechasvalu veishitin and there were two lines of text on it. Yudhelim milamayla vekodesh lamed milamata. On the first row, on the top row, it said Yudhei, and on the bottom row, it said kodesh lamed. Milam, fine. That was on the bottom row. From Rabbi Eliezer Brabiosi and Yisib Biromi says Rabbi Eliezer Brabiosi that he saw the sits. In Rome, v'chosvalu v'kodesh l'Hashem b'shita achas, and it said kodesh l'Hashem on one line. Okay, okay. So it says Rabbi Yezer Berbiosi, and we saw this Gemara in Shabbos that he taka saw that sits in Rome. Wow, and it said kodesh l'Hashem in one line. Chaver. What's the point? The point is that the tzitz was two finger breadths, which is larger than an amma. An amma, I believe, it, no, a uh, tefach. Tefach, I believe, is four finger breadths. And the tzitz is um, two finger breadths, which is half that size. So why don't we say that the kaporis was two finger breadths? So, and for the Gemara, done in klimi klivin, done in klimi tachshit, well, we prefer to learn you know, the kaporis of the arin from the miscaris of the shulchan rather from the uh, tzitz, which isn't a vessel. It's like a adornment. Venelef mizer. Okay. But why don't we learn out the height of the tefach from the zer? What's the zer? Uh, the zer is not entirely clear, but there are a few things that had a zer. Uh, a zer is like a crown. The shulchan had a zer. The mizbeach had a zer. Uh, I think even the arun had a zer. And we say that the zer, this crown, could be any height. And therefore, why don't we say that the kaporis isn't necessarily a tefah? It's any height, just like the zer. So the Gemara answers, well, we learn out vessels from vessels. We don't learn out vessels from like, I don't know, designs of vessels, from like, you, uh, you know, complementary parts of vessels. Um, and therefore this crown is kind of like not like the kli itself. It's a hechsher kli. I don't know, something that's needed to kind of support the kli. Okay. As opposed to the, so therefore we'd prefer to learn out the height of the kaporis from the frame of the shulchan, which is considered, um, actually part of the kli as opposed to from the zer, which is the crown, which is a hechsher kli. And fine. So that's how we know the tefach of the kaporis. Yoachim is garis nami hechsher kliu. But shouldn't the frame of the table also be considered a hechsher kli, just like the zer is a hechsher kli? 
So Amphrit the Gemara Miskarto Lemato Haisa. Well, the frame was below. So this I said that we were going to sort of uh, get this a little bit later. So now is later. So there's two opinions about what the um, misgeret of the shulchan is. So the shulchan, of course, is the table that they would put the lechem upon him on. Now, part of this table was that there was a miskeret, there was a frame, and there's a machlokas about what exactly this frame was. One opinion, which we just expressed now, is that it's below the table, meaning imagine a table, four legs with like a board on top. Then there was this uh, like block of wood that went, that ran from one leg to the other. To, and then the, then the, the block of wood that was the tabletop was on top of the four legs that had sort of this block going from one leg in between each of the four legs to, I guess, make it sturdier, right? So, so, okay, so imagine four legs with a, a, a tabletop on top and then from one leg to the other right beneath the tabletop was this block of wood. That was the miscaris. So according to this view, the miscaris was mamish part of the table. Right? It was like part of the structure of the table. Now, the other view is that the miscarriage was actually more of like a frame on top of the table. Now, in that case, it's more of a, like a decorative kind of thing. Uh, in which case, it's just, it, it should be no different than the zer, which is sort of a hechsher kli. And if that's the case, if the miscarriage is a hechsher kli and the zer is a hechsher kli, well, then we may as well learn out from the zer, which was even smaller than the miscarriage. So, so the Gemara says that, okay, so if we say that the miscarriage was mamish part of the kli, and that's why we're learning out the height of the kaporis from the height of the miscarriage, well, that makes sense if you said the miscarriage was limata, was between, you know, from one leg to the other, and therefore was mamish part of the table. But according to the opinion that the frame of the table was above the table, so then it's basically just a hechshir kli. High hechshir kli. So if it's a hechshir kli, then you may as well learn it out from the Zer, which is also a Hechshakli and was less than a Tefach. So the Dana Davishnin about Toramida, Midavishnin about Toramida, Bayochichu Tzitz Vizer, Shalinit Nabai and Toramida. So the Gemara says, the re- I'll tell you why we'll learn enough in the Miscaris, because the Miscaris, the Torah gives a size for it. A Tefach, right? Well, see some Miscaris Tofach. That, that the Miscaris is a Tefach. And also the Kaporis, has a size. I assume what this means that the size of the kaporis is two and a half amas long and one and a half amas wide. So we see that the miscaris has a, uh, that the, that the kaporis has a size. We don't know what the height is, but I guess we know that it's two and a half amas long and one and a half amas wide. So the, the kaporis has a size and the miscaris has a size. So we learn out something that you know, that has a size from another thing that has a size as opposed to the zer and the tzitz where the Torah doesn't specifically tell us what the size is um, and therefore we don't learn out from them. Rather, when we want to learn the height of the kaporis, it is a tefach tall because we learn it out from the miscaris, which is a tefach tall. Well, there you have it. That is the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan, Rab, Rab Chanina, Rab Yochanan, Rab Chaviva, that uh, they say that the um, um, fine that the that the Aaron was uh, ten tefachim tall, and because the Aaron was ten tefachim tall, so that's essentially how we right. The Aaron was nine tefachim, the Kaporis was one tefach. That's essentially how we learn out that the Sukkah is a minimum height of ten tefachim. Ravuna, Amma Mehacha. Ravuna says from here, right? So we just said that the, um, 
So how did we just prove that the height of the kaporis was one tefach from the miskeris? Rav Huna says that I'll tell you that the height of the kaporis is a tefach from the following. Apnea kaporis kedma. That of course we know from Sechta Yoma that the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur would sprinkle the blood of the cow, of the goat, opposite the um, kaporis. Right? Apnea kaporis kedma. Opposite the kaporis to the east. So it says alpnea kaporis from the face of the kaporis. And a human face is no is no shorter than one tefach. But what about the face of a baryuchni of this big bird that is uh, larger than a tefach? Tafasta mubalo tafasta, tafasta mua tafasta. So again, going back to our principle of tafasta mubalo tafasta, we say, look. Let's go for the lowest common denominator and say that we're talking about the face of a human, not a baryuchni. Well then, why don't we compare the, um, so then why don't we use the face of like a small little fagel, a small little bird, that its face is even less than a tefach. So then we could say then, that the face of the kaporis, the height of the kaporis was less than a tefach, like, uh, like the, uh, like, like the face of a tsiprisa. So, Amravacha Bayakov, Ravuna Pne Pne Gomar. So, says Ravacha Bayakov, well, Ravuna Taka is Xerish Shava. Xivacha el Pne Akaporis, it says by the kaporis, the face of the kaporis, Uxifosim is Pne Tzchakoviv. That it says that, um, it says that, you know, by the brachis of Yitzchak Avinu, that um, Yaakov left me'es pnei aviv, from the face of Yitzchak, his father. So we see that pnei is in the context of a human. So we're talking about a human face, not a little um, bird face. So we're talking about a human face. And that, um, and therefore the, the, the height of the kapores is going to be based on the, on the height of a human face. Why don't we learn it out from the face of the Abishter? That it's like seeing the face of God and you have appeased me. So why don't we say it's based on the face of God, not on the face of human? So again, that's too much. Okay. So the face of man. Why don't we learn it out from the face of the Kruvim? That the kruvim, that these, um, you know, angelic kind of, um, kruvim that were on top of the arum. So the chsiv, ela kaporis yupnea kruvim, that the faces of the kruvim will be towards the kaporis of the arum. So we see pnea kruvim, the face of the kruvim. So why don't we say that the height of the kaporis is like, right, it says pnea kaporis, it says pnea kruvim. So that the height of the kaporis is like the face of the kruvim. We've learned that the height of the face of the Kruvim was, was a Tefach. So there you have it. And Ravunu can also learn out from the face of the Kruvim that the face of the Kaporis is a Tefach. What do you want me to tell you? So, 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 so Ravuna learns out but the height of the tefah of, of the of the kaporis is a tefah from the fact of faces, whether it's human faces, whether it's the face of the kruvim. Umay kruv, what exactly is a kruv? Omer rababou kiravya. Rababou says like it means like the face of a child. 
She came to Bavel, currently Nuka Ravya. That in Bavel, they call a, a child a Ravya. So a Kruv is a Kiravya, like a face, so it's like the, uh, it's like a baby, like the face of a baby. Omar Leabai says, Abaye to Rababo. Okay. What's this Aleph I have over here? Rapapa Labai. Taka, that makes more sense, because why would Abai be interacting with Rababo? Rababo was in Eretz Abai, of course, was in Bavel. Abai was also younger. But in the, the Pasuk in Yechezka, when it's explaining, what was it, I think the Ofanim, that it says that the face of one of them was the face of a Kruv, and the face of the second one was the face of a person. If we say that a Kruv is a baby, well then a baby is a person, so what does it mean that one of them was the face of a baby and the other one was the face of a person? Isn't that the same thing? And then the Gemara, so the Gemara says, well, babies' faces are smaller, people's faces are bigger. When it says, uh, uh, one of them was the face of a crew, it means one of them was the face of a baby, and then one of them was Pene Adam, like a person, one of them face was, uh, uh, the face of an adult. So it's like different size faces. Chebe, how's this going for you? you uh, it's fun, right? Right. asar bar Now, the Gemara, one second, one second. We are trying to prove that the height of the walls of a sukkah have a minimum height of 10 tfachim because we learned it out from the Aaron. But let me ask you something. The Aaron was 9 tfachim, the Kaporis was 1 tfach, which is a total of 10 tfachim. We want to say that the walls from there must be 10 tfachim, but maybe just like the Aaron and the Kaporis in total, all in all, were 10 Tfachim. Or let's say that the, that when we say that the height of the Aaron was 10 Tfachim, it includes the Kaporis. So maybe then I'll make the argument that the Sukkah with the Schach needs to be 10 Tfachim. Kilu, the wall itself can be lower than 10 Tfachim, meaning just like the Aaron, the Aaron itself was 9 Tfachim and the Kaporis was a Tfach for a total of 10 Tfachim. Maybe I'll make the argument that let's say the walls of a Sukkah only need to be 9. Tfachim. And then if you have a tefach of schach for a total of 10 tefachim, that doesn't teach me that the walls themselves need to be 10 tefachim and then the schach is on top of that. Maybe I'll say it's all inclusive. That even with the schach it's 10 tefachim, just like with the kaporis it's 10 tefachim. So, so rather we abort that mahalach. We just spent the entire daf so far explaining how we learn the height of the walls of a sukkah from the Aron. But now we're saying, wait a second, maybe that's not such a good proof because from there I might think that the walls might not have to be 10 tefachim. Just the sub, you know, the, the, right, right, the, right, the total height of the sukkah, including the schach, needs to be 10 tefachim. So therefore, rather we learn out that the height of the walls of the sukkah need to be 10 tefachim from the Beis HaMikdash. We learn out from the Beis Hamikdash. Tchsev is the pasuk says describing the Beis Hamikdash. Vabayis Asher Bana Amelch Shloma that the um, uh, Beis Hamikdash that was built by Shloma Amelch Lashem for the Ebrister Shishim Amo Arko. It was sixty amos long, veesim rachbo, and it was twenty amos wide. Veshloshim Amo Komaso, and it was thirty amos tall. Okay. 
Uchsev in the Pasuk says, that the height of the Kruv was 10 Amas. Now, Shlomo Amelech built these special Kruvim. In the Mishkan, right, the Aron that Moshe Rabbeinu built in the desert, that was in the Mishkan, so there was the Aron, which was 10 Tfachim, and then there was these Kruvim that were built on top of the Aron. And they were another, uh, well, we'll see in a second how, how tall they were. Um, but the Aron that Moshe Rabbeinu built, constructed, or Bitzalo technically destructed, uh, constructed. So, so the Aron was, um, ten Tfachim, and then the Kruvim were on top of the Aron. Now, Shlomo Amelech, he built Kruvim for the Beis Amikdash. These Kruvim were next to the, I think we even spoke about it in Mesechta Sukkah. Uh, well, no, now we're in Sukkah. Mesechta Yoma, I think it came up, that there were these Kruvim that Mamish were standing on the ground. Mamish, these tall kruvim, they were standing on the ground. They had these wings that would like span across the entire width of the, you know, between the two kruvim, they would span the entire width of the, um, was it the, the, uh, I guess it was the Kodesh Kodashim. So, and it says, Komas Akuva Echod Eser Akuva Sheni. That these two kruvim that Shlomo Melech built, constructed that were standing on the ground, standing on their own. So the height of each one was 10 amas tall. So what do we see? So we see that the height of the of the Beis HaMikdash was 30 amas tall, and the height of the Kruvim that Shlomo HaMelech built were 10 amas tall, i.e. one-third of the height. V'tanya, we learn in the Bible, Ma'amatzinu b'veis olamim, and just like we see that in the Beis HaMikdash that Shlomo Melech built, the Kruvim were at a third of the height of the ceiling. Says the Brisa, so also in the Mishkan, now referring to the Kruvim that Moshe Rabbeinu built on top of the Aaron, the, 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 the Kruvim, the top of the Kruvim were at a height of one third of the Mishkan. Mishkan Kamahabe. Now how what was the height of the Mishkan? Esser Amos. It was ten Amos tall. Dirsiv is the Pasuk says, Esser Amos Orichakeresh, that the length of each beam that they used to construct the Mishkan was ten Amos tall. Sukamahavadeu, Shitim Poshre, which is sixty Amos. Right? So the, the Mishkan was ten Amos tall. I, th- I just said 60 Amas, I meant 60 Tfachim. So the Mishkan was 60 Tfachim tall, right? Each Amas is 6 Tfachim. So 10 Amas is 60 Tfachim. So what's a third of 60 Tfachim? 20 Tfachim. So again, we're saying that just like the um, Kruvim that Shlomo Melech constructed, the top of the Kruvim, or the height of the Kruvim ended, at one third the height of the Beis Hamikdash. So also we want to say, says the Brisa, that the Kruvim that Moshe Rabbeinu constructed in the Mishkan, which were on top of the Arun, their height ended also at a third of the height of the Mishkan. Now the Mishkan was 60 Tvachim, so a third of that is 20 Tvachim, which means that the Arun plus the Kruvim that were on top of the Arun were a total of 20 Tvachim. Talasar the Arun, Vichaporis, now, subtract from those 20 Tvachim, the height of the Aron plus the Kapores, which was 10 Tvachim, 
Pashlu Asar, which means that now left what you have remaining for the Kruvim is ten Tvachim. Uchsiv in the Pasuk says, Vayu Akruvim Parsek Nafaim Lamala, Sochachim Bechanfeim Ala Kaporis. Kayrachmana Schacha Lamala Measar. Let's read that again. Uchsiv in the Pasuk says, Vayu Akruvim Parsek Nafaim Lamala. Now the Kruvim in the Mishkan, they had their wings spread above. Sochachim Bechanfeim Ala Kaporis. That acted as schach above the kaporis. So we see that above the kaporis, there was these kruvim, and the wings of the kruvim, which were at 20 amos, 20 tfachim, the height of the mishkan, were at 20 tfachim from the ground, the, they served as schach, and there was 10, am, 10 tfachim of space between these wings that served as schach and the kaporis. Which was the top of the arm. So So we see that the space between the kapores, the top of the arm, and the wings of the kruvim, which served as a schach, was ten tfachim. But ask the same question that we asked before by the arm and the kapores. How do you know that the wings were above ten tfachim from the kapores? Maybe they were on the same level of the head of the Kruvim. That maybe the height of the 20 Tfachim and thus the height of the 10 Tfachim of the Kruvim, maybe the wings, which are our Schach, are on the same level as the head of the Kruvim, i.e. the 10 Tfachim includes these wings and therefore the 10 Tfachim of our Sukkah would include the Schach. It says above. And therefore, um, if it says above, so it's the ten tvachim of the kruvim, and then above that were these wings, which were the schach. And therefore, for our case, for the sukkah, we'd have the walls are ten tvachim, and then above that would be the schach. Then we say, yeah, but then maybe the wings were very high above the ten tefachim height of the kruvim, right? If we're saying it's above the kruvim, how do you know it's immediately above the kruvim? Maybe it's way taller than the kruvim. So miksiv lemaila lemaila doesn't say lemaila, you know, very above. It means right above. I.e., if we apply it to a sukkah, you have the ten tefachim of the walls of the sukkah, and then the schach right above that. Just like the kruvim, you have the ten tefachim height of the kruvim and the and the wings that are sochechim that are like schach are right above that. Well, this is all fine and good if you say like Reb Meir that the, all of the Amas in the Beis HaMikdash were middle-sized Amas, meaning six Tvachim. But according to Reb Yudah, who says that the Amas that they used for building the like physical structures were six Tvachim, but the vessels were five Tvachim, then what do you do with that? Meaning... According to a mayor who says that the, you know, the Amma used globally, used everywhere in the, in the construction of the Mishkan and its vessels were six Tvachim, so and this is Givaldic. The height of the Mishkan was 60 Tvachim, because it was 10 Amis, so 60 Tvachim. And then we said that the top of the Kapora, of the, of the, um, Kruvim was at a third of the height of 60 Tvachim, so 20 Tvachim. And we said that the Arun was 10 Tvachim. And 20 minus 10, is 10, 
So we know that the height of the Kruvim was 10 Tfachim and the wings were above that. So, so we can learn out for the Sukkah that the walls are 10 Tfachim at least and then the Tzach is above that. However, if you're Rabbi Yehuda who says that the structure used Amas of 6 Tfachim but the vessels, the Kalim, such as the Aron used Amas of 5 Tfachim well then our calculation changes. So the height of the Mishkan was 10 Amas which the Amma Binyan was 6 Tfachim, so that's 60 Tfachim. And we say that the top of the um, Kruvim was at a third of that, so the top of the Kruvim was at 20 Tfachim. But now, how do we determine the height of the Kruvim? Well, we said, well, if the, top, if the Kruvim end at 20 Tfachim from the ground, and the height of the Aron is 10 Tfachim, well, then that means that the Kruvim were 10 Tfachim, and the wings were above that. However, if you're a Yehuda, the Amma used to measure the vessels was five Tfachim, which means that if the Aron was one and a half Amis, so that's five plus two and a half is seven and a half. And then the Kaporis was another Tefach, so that's eight and a half. So that means that the top of the Kruvim was at 20 Tfachim. The Aron was only eight and a half Tfachim tall, which means that 20 minus eight and a half is 11 and a half which would mean that the sukkah should have to be 11 and a half tfachim, according to Rabbi Yehuda. So, Aron v'chaporis kama haved lehu t'manya ufalga. The Aron and the kaporis is a total of eight and a half tfachim, right? Because the Aron is one and a half amis tall. In am, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that was used for the Aron was five tfachim. So that means that one am is five tefachim, half an am is two and a half tefachim, that's seven and a half tefachim, plus the kaporis is another tefach, that's eight and a half tefachim tall. Pashlu chadzwe, which means that 20, which is the, the height of the top of the kruvim, so 20 minus eight and a half for the arun, leaves chadzwe ufalga, it leaves eleven and a half amis. Emusukah adabi chadzwe ufalga. I'm sorry, I said amis, I mean tefachim. Right, so then I'll say, if we apply that to sukkah, so sukkah should have to be eleven and a half Tfachim tall. So, El And we're going to stop with that. That, um, actually, it's called, We'll end with that. So, rather, according to Rabbi Yehuda, he can't learn it out from the calculation of the Kruvim. So, rather, he learns out the height of a sukkah because it's Allah Moshe Misinai. But when it comes to Rabbi Ashi says the name Rav Shiurin measures chatzitzin, and we've seen this. This is the third time I think that we're seeing this already together. That measurements chatzitzas and going to mikvah and mechitzin walls are alach l'mosh misina. That the alachas of walls are alach l'mosh misina, and therefore the alachas of the walls of the sukkah are also alach l'mosh misina. So according to Yehuda, the the reason that the wall of a sukkah is ten tefachim tall is taka alach l'mosh misina. That was that. Hey, of Masech Sukkah, a lot of calculations on Dafei, a lot of calculations, whether it's the height of the Aron, the height of the Tfachim, and then Bichlal at the end, you know, the sixth Tefach Amma, the five Tefach Amma, and the height of the Besamikdash, the height of the Mishkan, and the Kruvim, and the Aron. So, but uh, alright, if you're into that stuff, it's very interesting. So, today's Daf, really the main thing was discussing the height of the Sukkah. The minimum height of the sukkah is 10 tfachim. How do we know that? So, first we wanted to say that it comes from the height of the Aron. That the Aron was um, 10 tfachim tall, that's it. That it was 9 tfachim plus a tefach of the kapar, is 10 tfachim tall. 
And we know that God never went below, right? He spoke to, to Moshe on top of the Aaron, which means that, and we say that God never came within 10 Tfachim of the land, of the ground. So we see that the 10 Tfachim of the ground is like its own Rishus. And therefore, when we're constructing the walls of a, of a sukkah that we need it to be significant, so it needs to be the, right, the height of a wall is going to have to be at least 10 Tfachim tall. Fine. Then we got into a whole discussion, well, how do we know Bichlal that the Arun was 10 Tfachim tall? Because I know that it was 9 Tfachim tall because the Arun is an Amma and a half. But how do I know that the Kaporis is a Tefach? So first we want to, so we, first we said that it's learned out, for, I think this is Rabbi Hanina, that it's learned out from the Misgeret of the Shulchan, which is a Tefach tall. We had Rafuna's opinion, which is that um, it says Pnei in describing the Kaporis. And it says Pnei by Yitzchak. It says Pnei by the Kruvim, each of which are uh, a Tefach tall. So that's how you know that the Kaporis was a Tefach tall. But then we go back and we actually question our premise and say, wait, but just like the Arun is 10 Tefachim tall, including the Kaporis, maybe I'll say that the Sukkah is 10 Tefachim tall, including the Schach, but the walls themselves don't need to be 10 Tefachim. With the Schach, it needs to be a total of 10 Tefachim, but the walls can be shorter than that. So then we learned out from the Kruvim, that we say that the Kruvim are described as having wings that are like Schach above them. And we made a calculation to say that the Kruvim essentially were at 20 Tefachim, the height of the, from the ground of the Mishkan. And the Arun was 10 Tefachim, which means that the Kruvim were above 10 Tefachim from the top of the Arun, i.e. Um, Schach is 10 Tefachim above the ground for our, for the Sukkah, that, i.e. that the walls of the Sukkah have to be 10 Tefachim with the Schach above that. To which we say that that really, that calculation makes sense according to Reb Meir, who says that the Amma used for the Mishkan and the Kalim was 6 Tefachim. But according to Rebudo, says that the Amma for the Kalim, such as the Arun, was five Tfachim, then our calculation is off because then the Sukkah should have to be eleven and a half Tfachim, not ten Tfachim. So, in the end we say it's Allah Lamosh Misinai that um, the walls of a Sukkah have to have a height of ten Tfachim. That was the Hey of Masech the Sukkah. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a great day. Cheers.